Welcome to episode 378 of the show. So for today, we're continuing with the conversation that we started off yesterday. Uh, the question being whether you should visit your customer, your customers. And the reason why I decided to pass this out into two episodes is because, in the Nigerian context anyway, when we say customers, we use it in a very loose sense to mean everybody who has indicated interest, anybody who is currently at your uh, storefront, who you're talking to right now, all the way through to people who have actually done business with you in the past, who have paid money and who are happy and satisfied customers. So I'm sure you can sense that the Nigerian definition of a customer is a rather uh, broad one. And um, for the purposes of determining who we're going to spend time uh, and money with, who are going to invest time and money um, in rather, uh, it's a rather broad definition. So that's the reason why I decided to split it up two, uh, split it into two. Um, just so that we can get our Nigerian brothers and sisters thinking more clearly about um, this sort of thing. Now, um, for people in other climes and other industries, when we talk of a customer, like I said in the previous episode, what most people have in mind is someone who has actually paid money for your product or your service before. So you're a wedding photographer, you're a wedding planner, a customer is that person who paid you last week February uh, to, um, to photograph the wedding or to plan the wedding and uh, yeah, you've already wrapped that up. So the person has paid money in the past and so that makes the person a customer. So now what do we call people who reach out and we're having conversations with but they haven't dropped money yet, they haven't paid a deposit. Now those people in traditional sales circles, we call those people um, prospects or suspects. In a future episode, I will go into the difference between who a prospect is and who a um, suspect is. But for now, let me just use the terms, uh, the terms in interchangeably. Because if you're new to this sort of stuff, I don't want to get you confused. So for now, if you hear me say prospect or you hear me say suspect, we're talking about essentially the same thing. So basically, that is someone who hasn't paid you before for a product or a service, but you hope that reasonably speaking, if all goes well, they're going to end up paying you some dough to uh, carry out the project, shoot the wedding, plan the wedding, provide the pyrotechnics, or to supply the wedding cake. So, now that we're done with uh, customers, people who've given us money, and we've agreed that it's a good idea to go ahead and visit them and to invest time and money in furthering uh, the relationship because we're looking towards repeat business and referrals. Now the question is, for prospects, people who haven't paid us money, are they worth visiting, investing time and money in, and courting in other uh, manners? Are they worth it? So uh, we're done with the first part, which is we've defined who a prospect is, and that's someone who hasn't bought from you before, but you suspect that they have a need for your product or your service. I'm assuming that you guys have had a few conversations or interactions, and there might be something here. If you haven't had any interactions or you haven't had um, any conversations, then really you're just uh, guessing. So I'm assuming that you you guys have um, you have a little bit of history here um, to go on. So now, whether you should visit uh, depends on two things. Number one, we have to look at uh, how credible the prospect is. Now, speaking in Nigerian terms, we talk about serious buyers or serious customers or serious brides because um, you hear that a lot in Lagos or Abuja. Somebody will say, you say, oh, you were talking about Nike, about uh, shooting her wedding, what happened? 
and the photographer will say, ah, don't mind her, she's not serious. So, looking at, um, we have to assess how credible the prospect is, and that is the how serious question that we talk about a lot in Abuja and in Lagos. You know, when you say, this person is, is not a serious guy, or uh, this girl is not serious, she doesn't know what she wants, we just have to take it upon ourselves, we're the professionals, we have to be responsible and try and figure this out. How credible is the prospect? And what we're concerned with is how serious do we think that they are about moving forward? It doesn't have to be all the way to the very end. So it doesn't ha you don't have to answer how serious are they about paying 500k to secure you as a wedding photographer. For now, the most important question is how serious are they to take the next step? So if you're meeting them at the bridal fair, I guess the next step is how serious are they to take a meeting? Uh, and after they've looked at samples, I guess the next step is uh, how serious are they about entertaining packages and proposals and then on and on. So we have to think about this in a much more, um, more, more step-oriented uh, process, uh, break things down. Because if you put the weight of 500k and all that profit you're hoping to make on each and every interaction, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Because you're going to be meeting with uh, two to three people uh, every month, maybe more, fielding some phone calls. And it just gets tiring if every single time you answer the phone call or you go to someone's office or they come to your studio, you just have that the weight of that 500k uh, sitting at the back of your head and driving that, <clears throat> that conversation. And then after a while, you start coming across as desperate towards folks. And we do not want to appear... Um, desperate especially those of us in the wedding and the event space because there's nothing as off-putting as a wedding photographer or a wedding planner who actually needs your money now 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 because if they don't get your money they're going to die so that's actually very off-putting so i uh, think in a much more step-oriented fashion we're thinking about how serious they are to take the next step how qualified they are to take the next step and the second thing we're also going to be looking at is the size of the paycheck. So for wedding photographers and wedding planners and uh, let's say the MC, the people who think in terms of hundreds of thousands um, for their profits, um, yeah, you guys have to think about that, deciding whether you go and meet people or not. I remember the MC at my own wedding, the master of ceremonies, um, his name is George. I can't remember the trade name, but George, anyway, he uh, met Patience and I. Patience is my wife. Um, he took us for drinks. We had a conversation, you know, blah, 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 and all that. Um, nice, um, nice dude. And uh, let me say traditional sales approach because modern guys are not going to do that. But I guess this is sort of the internal process that he was already running through back when he was a uh, uh, wedding MC, when we got married uh, close to 10 years ago. Yeah, I think it's about 10 years, 10 years ago this year. So he had been in the event space uh, for years uh, at that time. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had already picked up uh, a thing or two and this way of uh, thinking. So if he didn't think that this was going to be a valuable prospect, if he didn't think that it was going to end up with him uh, making hundreds of thousands, not just from us, but from other people that we refer to later on, then he wouldn't have uh, taken the meeting and um and he wouldn't have um, taken us out because when you agree to sit down with the bride and with the groom um if you're based in lagos driving to could be anything 30 minutes 45 minutes maybe one hour and then the actual meeting in itself that's another 30 minutes one hour and then uh the driving back and you stuck in traffic so in other words in abuja in abuja we've gotten used to this whole thing of um you know we're supposed to go for a meeting and you know we just go there sharply drive there 15 minutes chat with the person for 30 minutes, drive back in 15 minutes. So that's one hour tops. 
But for those of you who live in busy cities, Lagos, Port Harcourt, stuff like that, agreeing to meet with someone, that's actually, that's easily like three or four hours of that day just gone. Not to talk of the money that you're going to spend um, buying these people drinks and so yeah, or whatever it is that you do in your own courtship process. So remember, I'm not advocating that these are things that you should actually do. I'm just saying that I've seen some of this chatter online and then uh, using the experience that I've garnered so far in sales and my knowledge of the theory and um, some of these best practices that I have um, observed, this is how we can handle the conversation. So uh, back to uh, my guy, George. So these are probably the sorts of things that he was running through. Um, how credible are these people? How credible is Tavish Iman? How credible is um, Patience? Oh, and by the way, he did get the referral when my... Uh, cousin was getting married um, later on and I think they have referred him to other people uh, since then he has ended up doing some weddings at my brother-in-law's um, office so by and large it looked like uh, that was a profitable um, taking that time to drive all the way to Ikeja to meet me and patients I guess it has paid off has been um, a profitable thing so this is uh, part of the uh, juggling act that you're doing how credible are this uh, couple how credible is the prospect how serious are they about moving forward what is the size of the paycheck if all you do is like i referred to in the last episode if you sell um, small shops uh, or if you sell or if you do uh, pyro and smoke now again my apologies if you happen to be a pyro person uh cold ice person smoke person small chops person i do not know the economics of your business i'm just assuming that based on the amounts that people charge whether it's per plate per plate or per firecracker i'm assuming that your profits are actually in the tens of thousands at the most that's what i'm assuming so um if you do uh small chops uh, what else? Firecrackers and all the other people involved in uh, that whole, um, gosh, I don't know what to call it. And then let me just say pyro, even though cold ice is not in pyrotechnic, but let me just say pyro. So if you're in small shops or pyro, then maybe some of these things are just uh, too much hassle. That was the whole point of driving, like uh, the example I gave you based in Lagos, was the whole point of agreeing to uh, meet the person uh, you're picking up the tab for the drinks, so that's four hours, and they end up spending 5k. You know, on top, how much How much are you going to make at the end of the day? The day? You know, if your profit is going to be 20k, then what's the point of um, spending five, seven, maybe 10k on um, a deal that may or may not close? So, for those of you with uh, smaller um, ticket items, uh, maybe the math doesn't work out in your favor. So, yeah, we look at the size of the paycheck and uh, we also have to consider um, yeah, how much uh, how much time and money. Yeah, so all this is just about trying to figure out how much money we're going to spend and how much time that we're going to spend um, in the courtship process. So, yes, initially the conversation has been about visiting, but I want to extend it to other things that we uh, do to um, court our prospects. So now, because of the economics of wedding photography and wedding planning, um, even for those people who, ha uh, sm who have um, smaller ticket items, like our pyro people and our small shops people, you're going to go broke or you would lose too much time if you schedule a meeting with absolutely every single person. So back to the example of uh, George, the MC. If George decides to meet up with everybody, he's going to go broke quickly. So you spend four hours to meet with someone today and then you drop 5k on drinks. And then you spend four hours tomorrow to meet somebody else and then you drop 3k on drinks and then you do the, the, uh, the same thing the next day and then and on and on and on and on and 
you're going to lose a lot of money. You're going to lose a lot of time. And then plus, it's going to be demoralizing. Because if you meet with people from Monday to Friday, it's possible that, you know, only Tuesday's meeting um, closes. And um, for some reason, we like to pay attention to the stuff that doesn't work out. So instead of paying attention to um, the upside, the proceeds, the 200K that you got from the Tuesday meeting, uh, you might spend a lot of time just moping about the 20K that you spent all weeks, um, uh, all week on drinks. But that's another uh, thing entirely. So it's going to be demoralizing um, if you do that. So uh, the central question, like I said, when we're looking at the two criteria about how credible the prospect is, and uh, what the size of the paycheck is. Now, the question now is who should you invest uh, time and money in? Then we should only do that with qualified prospects. For those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you're already aware of some of the qualification prospects that, um, sorry, not prospects, uh, frameworks, qualification frameworks that we've discussed on the uh, podcast. And uh, the earliest one that I came across from Brian Tracy and really easy to understand is need, want, afford, and urgency. So in having conversations with the prospects, you're trying to figure out, is there a need here or is there a want? Can they afford the service? And is there a sense of urgency? The idea behind urgency is that you want people who seem to have a reason for taking action quickly. So you're talking with a bride and a groom and mm, we are getting married maybe... 2023 maybe 2024 maybe 2025 we haven't decided yet the families haven't met i don't think that's a serious prospect but someone tells you we're getting married 2023 the family has already agreed the wedding is going to be in abuja but we don't have a venue yet you know they obviously sound more serious than the other people who are still saying maybe 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 and the family hasn't met but if they have a date the families have met they have a venue and they have already secured a wedding planner. Then as a wedding photographer, it means that these people are serious and I can take the conversation seriously. And that is what urgency is about. Are these people ready to take the next step? Do they, is there some sense of urgency going on here? Uh, because uh, a lot of time, this is where um, we make a mistake and we just think that sales is demoralizing, sales doesn't work, uh, customers are unserious and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, maybe the customer is unserious, but you're the professional and you should take it upon yourself to try and figure these things out. Don't get angry that you spend time with a customer who has been telling you maybe this, maybe that. You guys met in January. She's been telling you maybe, 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 maybe. It's currently March and she's still saying maybe. So yes, he's proposed, but the family hasn't met and they don't even have any idea. They haven't started marriage class and you're still spending all this time with them because you think you have a deal. You don't have a deal there. That is not a qualified prospect. So yes, they're from a wealthy family. And yes, there's a need because they need a wedding photographer. And yes, they can afford a wedding photographer. But there's no urgency. So you don't really have a deal. So the thing is not to abandon them. But there are several other sales plays that we can run for people like that. But um, in trying to figure out who should we be investing uh, time with, who should we go for that first meeting with, who should we go out for drinks with, who should we go and visit, or who should we have them come and visit us at the studio or whatever, these are the sort of things that we should be looking at. Are they qualified? So do they have a want or a need? Can they afford? And is there urgency? The need and the one thing, I think it's clear from yesterday's uh, recording, that the people can have all the money in the world and it can be, there might be a sense of urgency because they're getting married in exactly uh, 12 weeks time and they have already paid uh, for uh, half of the other vendors to show up. And now you guys are talking about wedding planning services. 
Now, like I mentioned in the last um, episode, if this lady thinks that because she has a squad of 15 babes and her mom has seven sisters, and because of that, they don't need wedding planning services, then that's not a qualified prospect. But you never know until you ask um, the questions around um, the need. Uh, so, congrats. Uh, why are we here? Why are we taking this meeting? Um, how can I help? What challenges have you guys had so far in planning the wedding? Uh, what else? Blah, blah, blah. All those things that you wedding planners ask. If you don't ask those sorts of questions, you're not going to be able to get to the root of the matter and her thinking that because she has a squad of 15 girls that she's covered. So even if you're going to try and make a play to try and convince her that uh, a squad of 15 babies is not enough to sort out the whole wedding, you have to at least know what the problem is. If you're not asking qualifying questions, you're not going to figure out that you have a problem on your hand. So these are all the things that we have to consider when, uh, before we set up the visit, set up the meeting, take people out to dinner, take people for drinks, or pick someone up from the airport. And yes, that has actually happened. The last case I know, a wedding photographer I know uh, picked up the couple from the airport, a Canadian couple, and then of course to a... Yeah, he was annoyed later on when things didn't um, pan out. So uh, before you go for the drive, you know, go and pick them up from the airport and everything and invest time in relationship building and all that, these are all the things that you need to juggle. Are they qualified? Is there a need? Is there a want? Can they afford? Is there some urgency? Uh, and then uh, those are the overall questions of how credible are they? Um, what's the size of the paycheck? How much are we talking about anyway? Because it would absolutely suck for you to invest all this time, go pick them up from the airport, drinks, everything, and then at the end of the day, they lowball you on price or you allow yourself to be lowballed on price. And because you've invested all this time and effort there, all you come out with uh, from the whole thing after you've invested three months with them because um, hanging out shooting the wedding, editing, delivering the book. I mean, that could the whole process from start to finish could easily be three months. And then after the whole three months, you only have uh, 100K in your pocket as profit or 150K in your pocket as profit. Well, you know, it's better than nothing, but there's no point in going through um, all these experiences and then feeling burned out uh, at the end of the day. Well, at least if you're going to do that and you're happy with those kinds of returns, then be intentional about it instead of feeling like people are taking you for granted or people are just uh, using you as a mugu or a maga or um, whatever. So these are the kinds of um, calculations that we have to get uh, involved in. And once again, don't get angry after the visit if they don't buy we have to get better at qualification and we have to make sure that we're spending time with people who realistically could buy from us in the future. So, uh, I know it's not a clear ABC answer, but if you're juggling all these things, then um, we're going to have an easier way to determine whether it's right to go visit this person, to have them visit us, to take the meeting, to buy the, uh, take them out for drinks, or to buy them suya, or whatever, or to hook up with them and have pizza, or whether I want to go and pick them up from the airport. So, um, if we do all this, we'll have an easier uh, way to figure out who is worth spending time with and who is not. But a caveat. Um, human beings are finite creatures, so we can do all this math in your mind, but just know that not everything is not going to close 100%. But the whole idea about being better in sales and your sales process is that the winners more than make up for the uh, losers. So back to the George example, uh, it's not every single person that he took out for drinks that ended up um, 
covering, uh, paying him to be the MC at the wedding or referring him to other people. But for clients uh, like patients and I, who actually secured his services, loved his services, raved about his services, got a direct referral, another wedding in our own family, and from there he was able to get another referral to other people in my brother-in-law's office. The thing is, it's those great clients like that that make up for all the losses. So don't get angry if uh, you line up meetings Monday to Friday and only Tuesday's meeting closes. Uh, yeah, it would be nice if you closed two or three. It would be nice if you closed all of them, but 100% is a myth. Nobody closes 100%. It doesn't matter which salesperson you're talking to or which professional. Nobody closes 100%. In fact, in the uh, wedding industry, uh, for the photographers, wedding photographers in America, you know, they have this saying that uh, if you meet with five clients and you close five clients, then you need to raise your prices and you're cheap. Because if you meet with five people and they say, ah, this guy is a steal and they all book you, then it means like, uh, what it means is that um, in relation to your price, like the amount of value that they're deriving in relation to your price is so great that nobody wants to be a fool. Everybody is snapping you up. So if you meet with five people and you're closing five, well, first of all, that's not possible. But if it does happen, then you need to have a serious look. Then, you know, there's a problem there. Your prices are too low or there's some other things that need um, uh, need tweaking. So it's the Tavishimas and the patients of this world, those serious clients that you run into that make it um, worth your while so uh yeah so that's it pretty much the things that we've discussed today yesterday yeah just today and yesterday i can't remember what topic we did the day before so these are the things that help you find the tavishimas and the patiences of this world so you can have fulfilled um so you can be fulfilled in delivering the service that you do so thank you very much for listening to today's show i'm your host abuja Bay sales consultant and event media professional tavishima ayede thanks for your time and attention Apologies again for the noise um, squeaking in from the background. You remember that I live next to a commercial kitchen. It should be residential, but my neighbor just stuck a commercial um, kitchen there. And I guess that's one of the reasons why people are running away from Nigeria in droves, because it's that kind of country that people can just do whatever it is that they want and uh, there are no consequences. Anyway, enough of my moaning. I guess it's part of um, election fever being in the air because uh, this... Uh, government's uh, term is coming to an end everybody's politicking and uh, so if you have any nigerian friends if you know uh five or six nigerians you know don't be surprised if uh, three or four of them are antsy and uh in um, election mode anyway so thanks for listening uh, election is beyond what we talk about over here on the podcast i'll catch you guys again at the next recording <laughs>